Hello everyone. My name is Shahid Islam. I run a blog agency.managecoda.com where I share topic related to agencies and we do discuss with other expert to find out how to run their agency better. So today I have guest uh, Muhammad Ahmed have joined us and he is director talent acquisition at dot dash and uh, welcome. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> welcome to our podcast. Uh, thank you. Can you tell a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, thank you for having me, first and foremost. Uh, my name is Mohammed. Uh, I run talent acquisition at a company called DotDash. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, we're a large publisher. Uh, so we own brands like Investopedia, Brides.com, Simply Recipes. We have about 15 different brands. But I lead the recruiting team here. We're, we're a team of five today, uh, soon to be six, but a fairly small recruitment team. And yeah, I've been in the media and startup space for about seven years no. Thank you, Muhammad. So we've been talking, Muhammad, and the conversation, you know, you and me had it about, you know, since I I am trying to teach people about how to grow their agency and one of the challenges they have it when they are looking for, uh, you know, clients in U.S. Uh, you know, from U.S. perspective, when you hire an agency, what do you look into an agency? You know, like, let's say if you want to hire an agency, who will recruit people in Bangladesh or India and other places? What are the qualities you actually look into? Yeah, so a few things. Uh, I think typically when we are looking for an agency, uh, the first thing we're looking for is an agency that has uh, a base in the U.S. So, you know, it, I, don't, I don't care where it is. It can be in New York. It can be in San Francisco. Uh, as long as they have some kind of home base here in the U.S. Uh, and their, I guess this is the second part is that there's a point of contact uh, in the U.S. as well. So I think that's what we typically look for. And then when I'm looking for agencies, we're looking for agencies that have like a very uh, rigid process uh, when it comes to hiring folks. I think a lot of people, not just in Bangladesh, but in so many other countries, they're starting their own agencies and no one really has like a real good process for finding contractors outside of, hey, here's a, a Python person or here's a Ruby person. Uh, we're just going to hire them and you know, now we'll look for clients do the work uh, for them. Uh, I think the best agencies, they have a really good process around how they hire their contractors, uh, the, the, that process, and they can relay that to the client. So if I'm the client in this case, they can relate to me what that process looks like for them uh, to get someone into their company. Okay, thank you. I mean, following up with that question, like, you know, from sitting in Bangladesh or India, you think that you have a large team, and you start the business and you try to reach out to the US business and then a lot of people are not even responding. Forget about outbound email, even LinkedIn. And why a local presence is important? Like why is that, you know, you need to have someone here? Yeah, uh, communication. Uh, so like it, you can always communicate. I, I think in today's day and age, you can communicate across the world. Uh, but, you know, realistically, you look at India or Bangladesh, you're 11 hours behind. And uh, so you're working in different capacities. Uh, even, you know, uh, for me, we've worked with agencies in Southeast Asia. Um, even when they're working for us, it's hard to get them during the, the right time zone. Uh, and so having someone here in the U.S., it makes that communication much easier. Uh, knowing that, hey, they're in the same time zone as us or maybe one or two hours behind, but it's much easier to contact them. 
I see. So what would you suggest those people who are looking for someone here? Like typically um, I get a lot of con calls and email, like, and I always tell them, listen, go ahead and find someone you know even and make them your partner or something. But do you have any other suggestion? Like how do they, you know, have a team here? Because sometimes they cannot hire people from, you know, Bangladesh to India, I mean, US. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. I think you're definitely, you know, approaching it the right way. It definitely is, you know, the, the better option is having a partner here, someone who can help you sell uh, into the US or at least be the face uh, of the brand here in the US. Um, outside of that, you know, potentially looking at someone who can do like contract sales. So you don't necessarily need to have uh, an entity here to hire, but someone you can pay uh, through, uh, I, I, it's it's a you're working reverse, right? Most people are using Upwork to hire in Bangladesh. So from Bangladesh, you're gonna hire someone on Upwork to do the sales in the U.S. Uh, but uh, realistically, you want to do something like that where uh, you you can find someone in the U.S. who can act as your liaison. Thank you. Uh, talking about process, um, when I started my company, also I remember bringing some of my employees here and. One day somebody asked me, why do you guys stop on the red, night, red light at 3 a.m. in the morning? And, you know, I know it was such a, since I've been living here for so long, it took me as a surprise. But when you talk about process, I've been talking about that process. In order to scale up any company in U.S., you know, people think everything runs like a startup. Yeah, startup start with chaos, but within a year or so, I see that processes which drive growth. Yep. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, how do you see process is important for any kind of business and of specifically for agencies if you are running in Bangladesh or in India in anywhere else? Yeah, I think you, you just mentioned it. You hit the nail on the head when you talked about scale. So there's almost no way for a company to scale up properly and efficiently if there isn't a process in place to do it. Uh, and I think that's, uh, if you look at the startup journey, right? They, they, when they start building the processes, that's when the teams start to grow. That's when you know uh, everything starts to fall in place. Or if you look at any single team uh, within a startup, be it sales, be it engineering, the initial hires are working, again, uh, with basically uh, with all their hats on, right? Like, what do they call it? Uh, jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, so they're working uh, on all these different things. But you can only scale as you start, you know, creating these functions and processes uh, properly, right? So um, I think the, uh, the for your question, uh, scaling um, properly and why you need it uh, is if I'm if you're an agency in Bangladesh, right? Uh, you can. I don't think there's a shortage of talent in Bangladesh, right? There's a lot of talent out there, and you can go ahead and hire people left and right. Uh, to you know, do web development, HTML, you know, backend development. Uh, but if you don't have the right process in place, you're going to make some poor hiring decisions, and you're going to see turnover, and your clients are not going to be—they're not going to be happy with the work. So things just don't work out properly if you don't find the right talent in general uh, across any company, and that includes agencies. Uh, so having a process in place uh, actually enables you to scale properly uh, and keep. You know, keep high performers, uh, keep people who are doing a really good job to help you get to whatever growth you're looking for. Uh, Mahmoud, one other example I always found, 
find interesting that when you go to any restroom in Manhattan or in the airport, they're clean, right? Uh, uh, you will find lots of people are working in Southeast Asia on those places, but they're not clean. Mm -hmm. And actually there was a study, I mean, like how McDonald's and all those people, like where they have actually a process written on the bathroom that every few hours actually somebody goes there and then check whether the bathroom was cleaned or not, yeah. the manager. So this is simple process. I mean, again, this is a very basic example because I've been talking to a lot of these agency owner who is trying to grow. They think that certain, oh, as long as I get the US client, I will be growing. But there is yeah. other way. You have actually have to run a rigid, proce rigid process in your company that all the process, every day people are doing same thing and then you can grow. I don't know whether you can, can you relate um, when you are dealing with people in uh, Southeast Asia that how they do not understand process? Yeah, I mean, I don't know I can if I can relate as well to Southeast Asia, but um, I, I can relate to yeah a few different, like a couple agencies that we've worked with uh, in Southeast Asia that, you know, there was never a process relate to us. Mm -hmm. And we brought them on, you know, uh, as a company in, in our early stages, uh, not, not not here elsewhere, but we brought them on thinking, you know, this is a really good rate. Mm -hmm. So we actually looked at the finances more than anything. Uh, and that bit us in the butt, you know, uh, over time. Uh, we realized because we focused on finances, the quality uh, suffered over time. Mm -hmm. uh, and so initially what was promised to us was, let's say, you know, two contractors, working um, with a five-hour overlap with the Eastern time zone. Uh, the first three to four weeks, you know, great interaction. Um, uh, you know, the, the contractors were, were in general, like, really good uh, technically. Uh, hmm. We started seeing the changes after that first month. Uh, so sometimes people not showing up on time, uh, if showing up at all. Uh, so we... Over time, we understood that you know the, they they sold us on the 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 cost, like it was a low cost to bring in these contractors, but they weren't managing their contractors properly, mm -hmm. uh, and it reflected over time, uh, and we, we ended up you know uh, kind of canceling on that contract. But uh, I think just going back to your point around how McDonald's does it and cre creates uh, does it for bathrooms, and how they create this checklist. As an agency owner, you know, when you're looking at start, starting an agency, I think the first thing you should do is look at your client journey and the client experience and create a checklist around what that experience should look like. Um, and it's it's similar to like a marketing journey, right? Mm -hmm. if you, your goal is to bring on a client and keep them, retain them long term. So the level of experience that I get from you, Ashad, today it's the same level of experience. I'm sure you know your clients come back to you for ten yeah. years later. Mm -hmm. So uh, one thing about Southeast Asian agencies that they're probably not thinking about the long term, that relationship mm -hmm. that needs to be built, mm -hmm. build it over time. What they're thinking about is the short term gains. That, hey, I can give you this contractor. I'll make this much, you know, this many rupees or this many deca uh, off of this contractor, but agency work is a long-term game you know mm -hmm. so you need to think 20 30 years down the road that's very excellent so again you do hire a lot of people in us and the reason i also wanted to find out that what are the qualities 
you look into here when you and you want to give advice to those people who are hiring people back in India or Bangladesh or anywhere else because they are ultimately working for you or companies here and I think when I had discussion with you you had some very good point that you know what they should look into even they are hiring people for working for their company in Bangladesh but they will eventually work for US client so what is your suggestion for that yeah, I mean, I think outside of the hard skills, uh, and I'm, I'm a big believer that hard skills can be taught. I think the big thing you look for is soft skills. You want to look for people who communicate effectively, um, have a growth mindset, um, and are, you know, uh, I think are enjoyable to just be around, that are really excited to come in and work day in and day out. I think those are the things you look for uh, in any employee. Um, I think, again, hard skills, if it's a, I think in the development environment, they say if you know one language, you can pick up another. So I think those skills, again, with time can be taught. Hmm. You can't, it's really hard to teach someone the soft skills. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Uh, if someone can't communicate uh, or they don't want to communicate, um, you know, they don't get along well with people, they probably won't adjust well to your agency. Hmm. You know, they probably can't work with your clients effectively. So look for the soft skills. Uh, that's the biggest. That's the biggest one. Yeah, can't think of any others. Right? So how do you actually uh, interview for soft skill when you? I mean, in this COVID time, I mean, what are some questions you should ask uh, anyone whom you are? If somebody is just starting an agency and they are hiring some developer, what are the other questions they can ask to those developer that hey, this is uh, something, and that's how you find out that you know these people are right fit. Yeah, I mean, I think. So there, there's a few different things you can do, um, but situational questions are, are big for us when we look for soft skills. Like as a person, what do you do in XYZ situation? You know, um, let's say, uh, you know, you're up against the deadline, client is expecting the work from you in two hours, you're not gonna hit that deadline. How do you approach that situation? Um, so it starts to, to, to tell you a little bit more about this, uh, this person's uh, communication style. Uh, but, you know, I guess on a more broader scope, I would recommend agencies look into like different competency frameworks. Um, what competency like frameworks do is they take the bias out of interviewing one, but two, they get away from assessing someone for the technical uh, and hard skills and focus on uh, the qualities, like you mentioned, the qualities that um, that this agency might be looking for. So example, uh, we use uh, Corn Ferry's leadership competencies for all of our interviews here. Uh, why? Because it gives us a better uh, barometer and gauge for uh, how well a person might do in the role without needing to have the experience. So uh, we're, again, we're not looking for the hard skills. We, we're always looking for soft skills here. So there are website or anything you can give reference to us where you know, if somebody is looking into that, you said Corn Ferry's? Yeah, Corn Ferry is um, probably the, the leading executive recruitment uh, mm -hmm. agency in the world, maybe, uh, mm -hmm. at least in the US. Um, they have a competency framework. There are many others, but uh, you can look into it. Uh, Google competency frame, interview competency frameworks. You'll find like four or five places, but I'm happy to share it with you on the side. 
Not a problem. No, no, that's fine. I'm just um, curious that, you know, if somebody wants to find out. So thank you, Mohammed. Um, I really appreciate. I think uh, we learned so much from you and okay. looking forward to bring you back um, more on this side of it, because I think this is a longer conversation. We need to have it. If somebody wants to reach out to you, is it the LinkedIn is the best place to find you? Yeah, best place is LinkedIn. Reach out to me. I'm as a recruiter, we're always active. So uh, I'll be on LinkedIn 24-7. Uh, reach out, man. I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you, Mohammed. I really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll talk soon. Take Thank care. Bye-bye. Take, Take care. Bye-bye.